You are listening to the My Therapist Friend podcast. Here are your hosts, David Wormuth and the other guy. Well, are you going to do your intro? I'm working on it, but I feel like dying. Yeah. That's uh, death beseech me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I killed her, she's dead. Yeah. That would have probably been a better one. When I wake up in the morning, I got murder on my mind. What? Is that a real song? It is a real yes, song. Yes, Dave. I R. Play- Kelly? No. What was his name? Y and W. Melly? I don't remember. Y and L.O.P. Yeah. So our topic today is death. How exciting. Which I saw somebody post on Facebook today. They were like telling people not to, like Wednesday... Uh, the, from the Adams family, like uh, oh yeah, 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 it's becoming popular to become like a personality or character that people are trying to develop a little bit. And they're like, this is like the emo, basically emo or um. Eh, it goes in cycles. Not punk, but it's like goth. Yeah. Like emo goth, you know, like all black, dark, and yeah, just skulls. And Did either one of you ever have um? Emo stage. Yeah, yeah, like a stage. I had like a. Mm, I here was the thing. So <laughs> my dad was a pastor. Always a thing. <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> no, my dad was a pastor, so that was improbable, and we were poor, so that was also improbable. <laughs> so to be option. so to be a good goth, you have to buy band tees, which you can only get at Hot Topic, which I wasn't allowed in, and even if I could get in there with my parents. They would never buy me a T-shirt that cost sixty dollars yeah. or fifty dollars. Also, the pants, the big black neon colored pants that like almost like parachute pants that that like goth style. Yeah. Those but, are like so two hundred dollars because they're really? they're super expensive. Okay, what about painting your fingernails black? No, I I was I was I was trailer park goth, which means I had uh, I had windbreaker black windbreaker sweats and this black t shirt Vans t shirt that had skulls on it. And I felt so edgy with my my dirt nasty haircut that Did I refused. Tell us a story about when him and his friends broke into what was it a school bus and read the Satanic Bible. Yeah, no. it was in a previous episode. Where did you get broke into a school? It was it a, be- a it was a Best Buy. Uh, <laughs> it was just a you're you're, you're whoa you're really <laughs> telescoping. That, that was a, that was the satanic stage oh. that he was in. Yeah, not yeah. The golf of course. Or emo. I never I had a say. Never had a satanic phase. I was by probably the way. little emo when I was like hitting puberty, probably around twelve, thirteen. You know, it's like, oh, no this one sucks, me. man. Yeah. Black sheep. Frick. No one. <laughs> I'm the mid kid. No one understands me. All I get is one Dave Day. A month. <laughs> uh, can't stand this, man. I'm freaking sick and tired of these oppressors. <laughs> these oppressors. That, that was too big of a word in my vocabulary then. Oh but, my. Yeah, that's what about you, Kelsey? I would say probably not. Does I mean, someone have a phone going off? I think it was more, the, for me, it was more like the music. Like, the music um, was really popular. Uh-huh. Like, Are you going to let me finish my Oh, sorry. I thought you just listened to Garth Brooks and did Chewing Tobacco. What was it? <laughs> Throwing dead chickens over <laughs> She's like, let the chickens hit the flag. <laughs> let the chicken hit the flag. Let the chicken hit the flag. <laughs> Okay, first of all, my parents would also have never let oh me Oh my goodness, that. we should put that in as a Burger King commercial. <laughs> that would be awesome. Or a Chick-fil-A commercial, those big cows. <laughs> 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 
Get out the way. Yeah. Get out the okay, way. no, no, no. What were you saying? Sorry, I'm, I'm well, getting excited one, now. my dad or my parents would have never let me wear emo clothes. Yeah. Do not hit me with that. <laughs> Whoa! What are you, Andy? Put that down. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's air duster. I think I was kind of like David, though. I mean, I had you know some angst, some teenage angst, yeah. but everybody does, right? Yeah. Um, and I would occasionally listen to like Fallout Boy. Or oh. I, I also liked Reliant K. I know they're really not emo, but they're a Christian band. I guess it's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. The one that when November never ends or November. Wake me up. Yeah, when September. It's Green Day. No, this is American idiot. Did they dress up the same? You know, dark hair, eyeliner on men. Um, Fallout Boy was a little uh, bit more poppy. There was My Chemical Romance. Yeah, no, there was I Fallout Boy. There was who there else? There was a ton of those bands. Yeah. Mayday Parade. That I was mean, mine. And it's it's like it's it was like simp emo music, <laughs> like what uh, I don't know. It's all just like I'm sad. Oh, yeah. Nobody loves me. What? Okay, so what age did you guys go to that stage? Uh, I would say I was probably junior high, so oh, maybe seventh yeah. or eighth grade. Yeah. Because by the time I got to high school, your hormones are a little. Better what about you? More. Yeah, I said mine like thirteen ish, twelve ish. Oh. What about you, James? He's like, Mine was year. like high school. like <laughs> He's a late bloomer. <laughs> fifth, 15, 16. Well, but there was a scene for it here. So you guys, I don't know where you I don't know where you guys were at, but we had we had the foundry, which is yeah. probably doesn't seem that big of a deal now, but you have to understand like emo music was booming. Yeah. Screamo music, hardcore music was like booming, and we were like an actual stop along the way. So there was a, it was actually like a yeah. Pretty, well, there, there was a crowd right, of people that were into it. I first moved to Joplin, I was 16. And I remember everybody in the church and their friends, the boys would wear the skinny pants. Uh, if you know, the dark, I'm scared to death. Hair, they yeah. already have black hair. They still yeah. buy it more right. darker black. The flip. And who's... <laughs> yes, I have no flip. hair, but... Who's the guy yeah, that's the from Joplin? Chris Angle. Daniel, what's his like? Never shot, never. Oh yeah, never oh, yes, shot, never. Sh- it's yeah. from Joplin, so. Yeah. And he was part of that whole. I mean, right, that's a, what I'm saying. They were all, but I mean, it was an actual like that was an actual those like were all thing. High schoolers. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. No, there yeah. was like full grown adults that were yeah. into. Which now I look back, like, oh, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second, <laughs> why is this guy got crowns? <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so with that being said, how old were you guys when you started to understand or freak out about what death is? Mm. I don't know. I think I was curious about it Uh for like a long time. Like as a, like, I don't know. Never like freaked you out, scared you, like thinking about it? Um, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I would say my grandpa passed away when I was... They were, that's probably typical for most people, right? Typically. Obviously, there are those outliers, but yeah, like your grandparents or great-grandparents are usually the first ones to pass away, so it's always a little, like, oh, well, they're not going to come, they're not, like, just going to come back Did you back just figure that out. out on your own, or did your parents explain it to you? Um, like, how death works? Well, I watched a lot of Fox and the Hound growing up, so I was... <laughs> Fox and the Hound, Bambi. It was all I on one. It was all I on one VHS. Known. So Old Dis- Yeller is Old Yeller the dog that gets yes. shot. I didn't watch that one, but 
Well, it's, it's true. Well, a lot of Disney movies. That's what. But I mean, well, Hollywood but I mean, about yeah, but it probably. I mean, it, it's a good like prep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, that that's what that Andy. means. Yeah. 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 Um, what about for you, Kels? Man, well, kind of the same thing. So my grandpa died when I was in fifth grade, and we were oh, really wow. close to him. Yeah. But you know what? And I just thought about this too. I can't remember when he died. It was like the winter time, but nine eleven just happened like a few months before that, right? Uh-huh. So I was already kind of damn terrorist. Well, I mean, but we had <laughs> <laughs> Zach edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it. <laughs> but we had already talked about that before, like how nine eleven. I'm, I'm not finished. Nine eleven. Keep going, Kelsey. I'm listening. I'm trying to listen, as you yeah. say. But you know, nine oh, eleven all <laughs> happened when we were all young, right? And we didn't really understand it, but we knew a lot of people died. And then I had a death happen in my own family, and so um, it just became more. I don't. I want Real. to say the word traumatic, but that's not the right word. It just hit closer to home, right? Yeah. Because it was somebody that I knew and somebody I loved. Um, so yeah, I would say probably about ten, eleven. See, and I, I think you like society. You know, we talk about it, but it's not in depth. And I, <laughs> I grew up as you guys know as a PK, and so our church often hosted funerals. Mm-hmm. So it was like every other week somebody's dying in somebody's <laughs> caskets in the sanctuary and. You know, I see a bunch of random strangers in there, dead bodies, and Dave's just walking around. All the old people are like you're next. You're next. <laughs> <laughs> you're next. Uh, I give you six months. I give you five months. Better be nice you're to next me because you're going to be in the box next. You better be here on Sunday. Get in the box with Jesus. Uh, yeah, you might as well just stay here and wait for the kids. <laughs> hey, let's do a two for. You know what though? Save some money. Think about the kids whose parents run like a mortuary. What is that? Oh, what yeah. it's called? Yeah. Or a funeral home or whatever, yeah. you know. And they're around all the time. Yeah, they'll have, like, the little I wonder if cars. that leads to, like, like, I mean, I wonder what's, like, what is what is the, the, like, appropriate age? Is there an appropriate age to learn about death? Yeah. So it doesn't create, because like, a weird... Pets. Remember when your pets died? Oh, Did your yeah. parents try to replace oh. the pet? Or do they tell you, you know, what happened to the pet? Well, if you grew up at my house. <laughs> they're like... See ya. They're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we got dinner for tonight. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> James, James is like James is had a flashback. Right I did. There. I just saw the cat fall out of the motor, and then just get <laughs> ran over. I can see it on your face. <laughs> I can see it on your face that you just had a flash intrusive <laughs> thought yeah. image. Just um, <laughs> my my queer father. Yeah. But that's, but farm life. It is like that. Farm yeah. life. Death is everywhere. Death is. We have to eat. We have to make money. We, you know, it's, yeah, it's rats. But death and animals and death, death and people were different, you know. In the farm life. Yeah. Because in some homes, pets are literally people. They treat pets better than people. <laughs> and yeah. you see that At our house. Was legally blonde. Yeah. That, Andy Wormuth can confirm. Yeah. Our house, yeah. the dogs are treated better. Yeah. So, it just, I think it varies. Okay, so with that being said, do you guys want to know when you will die? Would you like to know? No. I'm never going to die. <laughs> He's been trying to convince me to go to Mars with him. No, oh. Never going to die. What are you on, James? I'm going to go to heaven. Go to second life. When is your body? In do your you face. <laughs> Look at me being a better Christian than you. 
Wow. I all mean, that. All, all those shameful looks. Wow, you had no idea how Christian I could be. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Dave lost it. I'm just playing. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly just so Do you want to know when you're going to die? No, I do not. That would be terrible. Same-sies. I have so much anxiety. I would... I wouldn't get anything done the last like two years of my life. I don't. I think I. I if somebody said, "I do know when you are going to die. Do you want to know?" I think I would want to know. Oh, you're that guy off Big Fish. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah, he looks in the witch's eyeball and then she tells him how he's going to die. <laughs> you ever seen Big Fish? I have, but it's been like a decade. Oh, dude, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, with what's his face? Yeah, um, he didn't even trip about it. He's just like. I was just going to die as an old man. I think that would be the bummer, though, right? If would you, you want to know if you were when you would die if it was pertaining to, like, a uh, a big catastrophe? Like, somebody was going to say, in two years, such and such country is going to nuke the whole country and everyone will die. I'm going to die Would you some, want to know that? No. No? I don't think so. You don't want to try to prepare, plan? No, because you already just said I'm going to die, so it doesn't matter where I go, I'm going to die in the attack. And I'm going to die doing something stupid. I can just feel it. I'll either poop too hard or I'll sneeze or I'll try to stand up. Like, it'll be something. It'll be something weird. Or I'll laugh too hard. Bust a It'll be recording one of these podcasts. It's fine living off of energy drinks and staying up all night. That's I don't, how it's going to happen. I don't live off energy drinks. There's nights you'll pull well, out all nighter. Didn't Santa put an energy drink in your stocking? Didn't the Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> tell me in the good book? We don't Thy good and faithful either. servant. <laughs> well, he's your God of Okay, what do you want to know how? If you didn't know when, what do you want to know I don't, I wouldn't want to know any of it at all. There's a reason I've never been to a psychic because I... I'd have no interest uh, in well, knowing. Well, if you're so Christian, you know that they're not real. And that's why I've never been. Uh, you know, with psychics, I, I do believe that they can, I think they're soothsayers. I think they can hear demonic spirits tell them things. I don't know if they can really predict the future. Tell Pastor Dan. <laughs> She's taking notes. Listen, you know what your son just said. The Bible says the Also put that he's theory. not as good of a Christian <laughs> as I am. He's number two Christian. Number I don't cuss. Two. That's number why. two. Number two Christian. The Bible cusses. And I won't say it on here because the Bible. <laughs> he has those clap bags. Uh, okay, wait. Okay. What did you say? I need to figure out what page it's on. And then you I could be like, quit being a page how you 137. No, I would not want to know how. And I you could avoid it. If you knew how, you you could spend your life trying to avoid it. But if that Dave, is... Dave, it's how you die. You're not understanding how death works in the, your own scenario. <laughs> Dave's like, I was 35 when I I'm figured it out. I'm going to cheat death. That's what I'm saying. If you know it, can't you try to cheat it? Have you not seen Final Destination? Yes. <laughs> they made six of those movies. And nobody you try knows. to avoid it. That's how you end up in it. And then you die the way that you were knew you were going to die anyway. Well, it's kind of like those things of like if you, it's like you go in the past and you try to change your past, you change your future, oh, right? Butterfly effect. Exactly. But it's like it's like so gambling. It's, it's like gambling. You're living though. in the past, so you take. So if you know how you're going to die or when you're going to die, then you can try to cheat it and then change the outcome. There's a slim margin. This is my That's thing. No hope. This is this That's is no hope. this is my thing. This is my thing. There's a slim margin. You say, "Hey, tell me how I die." And it's going to be you laying in a bed with 27 of you and your family members, and they're feeding you nachos because that's your favorite food. 
very slim. <laughs> All the other ones, most likely, my pants are around my ankle, and I <laughs> fell off the toilet and smacked my head on the tile. And I come in, and Kelsey doesn't even call the cops for the first like week. She's just like, let's let him get real ugly looking before she we take him the to the insurance. funeral. She was the insurance money. Yeah. When she gets there, the police are like, They're like, ma'am, his body was <laughs> rotting. I can't even stand in here. And she's like, oh, it smelled like that every time. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just telling you, I, I don't, I just feel like it would be, I feel like it would ruin your life, right? Because it would be like, right, I feel like it would, it would be, be like, mind. yes, it would be like a really good movie, right? But then, if they're gonna but then gonna somebody no, but then Barbados. Then obviously you never go to Barbados. No, but then somebody ruins it for you. You're going in to watch this really great movie at the movie theater, and then somebody's like, "Oh, this is how it ends," and the ending's like terrible. Wouldn't that be terrible? Well, that's and concrete. Then, and then, There's no free will. There's and no then, choice. And then that's not a two-hour movie. That's your whole life. You know, <laughs> this is how I'm going to die? Are you kidding me? No, because life has got changes. Like you said, there's slim margins. There's human free will. We no. all change. I don't believe in predestination that uh-huh. God knows who's going to heaven Incorrect. and who's going to hell. And Wrong. every choice we make has already been written. You know, Even more I wrong. believe <laughs> living in wrong. the present is wrong. an option. Wrong. 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 We need a spray bottle to spray James like a cat. My, my therapist friends. friends. <laughs> and we're back. Oh my goodness, that was a, that was a nice little break. A good break. Yeah. Body break so, yeah, um, from our deck of cards, I did find a <laughs> card that was fitting to today's topic. Death. Um, yes, death. Um, okay, so have you ever dealt with a devastating loss? How did it affect your life, and how do you feel looking back on it? You guys well, don't hear that beeping. I hear it. I it's out that way. Oh, it sounds like it's in here. It sounds like it's in here. It sounds like it's in your pocket. Yeah, it's in your pocket. This is Tamagotchi. He doesn't want to pull it out in front of everybody. I got to feed. Been feeding it since 1997. I love those dumb. It's just like a belly button on like a pig because I've been feeding it for so long. Just like. Zoomed in so much, you can't even see it anymore. Did you have one? Huh? Did you have one? No, my buddy gave me a broken one. Oh, did you have one, dude? A Um, broken what? Tamagotchi. And then I just sharpied. I I would try to collect them like Pokemon. (laughs) I was allowed to play Pokemon, so I'm like, Um, well, take this church and devil, collect Tamagotchi. Got a Tamagotchi of all. And then they all died. They all died during church service because our church services were three hours long and I couldn't feed it or clean its poop so it needed its poop and then die. Yeah. <laughs> they were very finicky. So it made me question my faith so, in God. Why would you let my Tamagotchi out yes. there die? So David's devastating loss was, was my Tamagotchi. Tamagotchis. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to start, James? I thought, no, what? You, why don't you start? You never start. Yeah. You never let me. You both talk over me constantly. I just... Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? No, I'll go. No, oh, I was, I was well, being so sarcastic. Her destination wasn't made. You can start first. You can change your destiny. Yeah. So if you were to find out when and how you would die, you could change totally your different. Mm. Totally, and it is in my pocket. And I'm sorry. I just realized. So I told it you. Is you. It's I told you it is you. Uh, okay. Oh. Devastating loss. Probably my my Mimi. Oh. my mom's mom. She just passed away a few years ago. That was your first oh. devastating loss. It just says, have you ever dealt with a devastating loss? Oh. 
Yeah. I would say that one's pretty devastating. I think you're older and you're more, you have a longer relationship. Yes. And she was, she was single. Um, so she was. ladies. So she was just more available, right? Yeah. Like, um, she was more needy. Well, but she was just over at her house all the time. And, and yeah, so I had a lot longer with her yeah. than I did any other grandparent or close relative. Um, so it was hard whenever she passed away. And my mom took it really hard. Yeah. Um, and still is taking it better than she was. But, you know, it's, it's hard to lose a parent, so. Yeah, can you guys imagine losing your parents? <clears throat> yes. Oh my. They're still alive. <laughs> Why is he always? Do that? <laughs> he loves his parents. Just for the listeners, I love them. He is. He loves. You asked parents. me if I could imagine losing him. I will I get s- teary eyed if I think about my parents. Yeah, dying. it would like, be tough. Yeah. Like right now. It'd be tough if I lost Sad. my parents. I'd be like tears of joy. <laughs> for my dad, my dad's in a lot of pain. Your dad oh, is in a lot yeah. of pain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um, that, yeah, that does break my heart, you know, for those for chronic pain. Yeah. So okay, this is very soft. What the? Serious? Are you trying to make um, me cry? So <laughs> will, you know, how does it affect my life, and how do I feel looking back on it? Uh, it still sucks. I miss her. That's what I have to say about that. You know, I devastating losses. <laughs> I have not had any because I don't get attached. Because I've avoided. Are all your grandparents still alive? I'm joking. No, they're all dead. They all done dead. And you don't feel, you, it's not devastating. No, honest to God, it's not. It's not really devastating in that, as a Christian, I truly believe that I'll see him again in heaven. So for me, again, I grew up around death. You know, the funerals in the churches, people dying all the time in the church. So you think you'll get into heaven now? Is that what I'm <laughs> well, hearing you say? Well, of course, it no. Let's I see. Yeah, I was going to say, let's review. Yeah, does, God, does God accept number two Christians? No. He don't want none of them. Second place Christians? He don't want none of them chicken leg Christians. He <laughs> chicken breast Christians. That's me, baby. So, <laughs> I actually believe I'll see him again. So, it's like, it's in time in comparison to eternity is literally a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So, even though it feels like forever here on earth, I know that in eternity, it's just literally in a blink. Yeah. But I'm saying that naively. Because I think if, if my mom, my brothers, or dad died in that order, I'm joking, <laughs> then, then I think I probably, that would probably feel like a more devastating Well, loss. and I think maybe. I've yeah. heard your dad say before, or maybe it was just somebody else, is that when you grieve as a Christian, you're more of a less grieving for yourself rather right. than that person, right? Because they get to go yeah, to Jesus, they get to go to heaven. Yeah. You're basically, you're, you're. Being selfish. Yeah, you're kind of just well, being know, selfish. selfish you can miss some. I don't think that's like the phrase he on used. Earth. But An- another one was Charity Charity Becky, which was kind of like our aunt. We called her Aunt Chi, which I realize it kind of sounds a little new, aunt like Chi. Eastern, like Chi. But anyways, oh. Charity. Oh. Um, and she was like an older sister, you know, or an aunt. And she, fun, loving, beautiful voice. I miss her. But I don't, I don't like... Now, what does get me... Like, I'm usually fine. Like, I don't, like, cry excessively. I don't, you know, melt down. You're crying yeah. Because, again, I'm not, like, lost one of my right. close family members. But with Charity, I was fine. Oh, she died. That's why I was like, oh, you know, it's sad. You know, you know, you feel it. But it's during the funeral when they start playing oh. the slideshow mm. presentation. 
It doesn't matter if I know the person or not. And I hope that they in the skies. Yeah, they're always playing Go Rest High on that mountain. Yes. yes. As soon as I see the slideshow, it could be some random Joe Smell that I've never met or heard of. But I so see they ask me, Hank, what do you drink? with yeah. the rest of them. For some reason, it's just so, it gets me. It's so sappy. Yeah. It gets me. I don't care who it is. Well... I, yeah, and I would say like watching other people cry sometimes will get mm-hmm. me. Like even yeah. if I don't really. Have. Well, I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, that's what is this emotion? I must fit in. <laughs> maybe too, it's like, oh wow, their their whole life was condensed into like a two or two yeah. and a half minute slideshow. Like, yeah, I'm not even kidding. Barbara Walters. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Listen, I'm watching. I'm watching this special Barbara Walters, and they're talking about her because she just died, you know, in the news. And and they're like showing all her like previous footage, and I'm like, suck it up, David. Don't tear up. Don't lose it. We're not at a funeral. Not now. God's watching, and you can see all. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's. Sad. But it was like that. It's like her whole life and legacy summed up in a short little clip. And she did a lot. Is a lot more than that. That make you feel as a person. (laughs) (laughs) But even even a funeral or a visitation, you know, an hour, maybe an hour and a half. It's still not enough time to really. Which I think in some cultures, in some cultures, I think in the Jewish culture, they'll do like this time of mourning, which is actually like five or seven days. Mm -hmm. Like some cultures, they you don't do anything. You get off work. You get off. You stop taking care of your kids. You don't shower, you don't bathe. Oh, <laughs> are you being serious you about all that no. stuff? No, I was trying to update you. Had to me to get until you said no shower. I know. <laughs> Not even take care of your kids. I was going to say, can't take care of your dogs. No, you I mean, I think that I, I would. I mean, I like that. I mean, not the. Not taking a shower, whatever, but I think that's pretty neat. Like taking of the time of morning. Well, taking yeah, taking like. Obviously, yeah. close family or whatever, yeah. but taking like you know a full week or yeah. even maybe even a couple weeks, you know what I mean, yeah. just to like really rehash memories and all that stuff. And then it's, yeah. I'm just gonna show uh, you. So. You ever dealt with devastating loss? Yes. How did it affect your life, and how do you feel looking back on it? Um, I don't. The only one I can really think of is, yeah, sure. There, there's been some. It's always like uh, the. Like, I wasn't expecting it. Oh, wasn't expecting it once. Because he's hungry. Sorry, yeah. Um, so, like, my cousin, who was my age, passed away when I was yeah. in, uh, like, about to graduate high school. We were both about to graduate. Passed away in a car accident. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't super close with that cousin. And there were other things that surrounded that. I mean, it was still, but it still kind of caught me off guard. I would say when I first started at Will's Place, it wasn't too long after that, and uh, a cousin I used to play music with all the time that was actually pretty close with, and just kind of, he actually got saved before I did. I was still in college, acting a fool, and he had, like, got saved and was doing his thing, and um, wasn't like we had any ill will or anything towards each other, but he uh, ended up overdosing. I don't know, you know, I hadn't hung out with him in like a year or so, but, um, but not being sure, like, oh, did, you know, you're talking about that reassurance, like, went to heaven and all that, and, um, you know, I always kind of have that, like, did he, was it? Will I actually get to see him? Will I actually get to see him when I get there, you know, because 
of the overdose. And so then it's like, was it intentional or unintentional? And, you know, there wasn't a note or anything. And, but then um, what did they say in their heart or what did they believe in their heart? Yeah. And I, one, I knew, you know, I knew he was still a believer and, but then I, obviously things had kind of went downhill for, or took a turn for the worst. And so, like I said, it's just, and, and to get over it, I mean, I just ugly cried a lot, like in my car. Yeah. <laughs> by myself you know what I mean and then I went to the funeral I think that's always I think I'm glad I went to that because that's like closure um and then I was okay after that but I mean like I don't know it's just hard you know and he was only a couple <laughs> couple years older than me so I think that's different too because if, if it's like a grandma grandpa they're older you know obviously no one lives forever I mean like James yeah yeah you know, so <laughs> some we all have to die one day that's just appointed to man and so when it's somebody younger yeah you mm-hmm. know that's I think it can be more devastating and it's unnatural I mean they say complicated grief can typically come from when a child dies and the parent has to bury the child that's that's unnatural for the cycle yeah and what's the there's like some crazy statistic on that like as far as like the marriage survival rate like of a couple like after they have a kid and that kid if a kid passes away like being able to make it can destroy marriages like through that yeah or well yeah or just completely destroy uh, an entire family a lot of conflict like uh, if a child's diagnosed with Mm -hmm. a mental health disorder or has Physical disabilities, a lot of times that can contribute to it. Which I always find weird because I'm like, you, at least with the, not, obviously not if they're a disability or whatever, but if a kid passes away and you've got other children, I always find that, I mean, and obviously I'm not a parent and obviously right. I've never been in that situation. So you never know until you're there, right? But like yeah. an outsider looking in, I've always kind of looked at that and I'm, you know, I've seen that happen and then like, you have parents that like just completely disconnect from it's like you almost it, it almost kind of like kills off it can sometimes like kill off the other siblings yeah. because it's like the parents just are unable to function and then you create these huge wedges and like almost kind of kills off the other relationships it changes the parents it changes their personality it changes their abilities do you think that's like not being able to deal with what is the new normal or well, like shockingly, what those new relationships well, are is a normal part of life. That's why you can't diagnose really that until recently, this has been huge and new and controversial in the medical and mental health realms is that they added to the DSM five TR text revision an actual uh, prolonged grief disorder, um, which is just so different. Basically, if somebody that you were close to and it has to be a person dies um, and you have this... It can be a soccer, like a chicken <laughs> pot pie. Right, I don't think it applies for pets. Um, <laughs> the chicken one. The chicken pot pie. Uh, the chicken and the turkey are the best. Mm. The beef pot pies are okay, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were getting really serious. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a serious topic, James. No, I'm joking. Listen. But anyways, if you have that longing to be with that person for over a year and there's no and you're feeling depressed and all this you know this longing to be with them and you can't contribute the symptoms to another mental health disorder then you could be diagnosed with prolonged grief disorder so it's all new so that doesn't fall under like pts that doesn't that's not like that doesn't that's not logged as like a traumatic 
Um, Diagnosis? Well, or? it depends on the incident. If, like, the parents saw the child die in... But it's still not service. traumatic, just losing your child? That doesn't count? Yeah, I think that's traumatic. I don't know if that... That doesn't mean it's going to... It will turn into PTSD. Uh-huh. I think, yes, it would probably be traumatic for any parent, loving parent. I just kind of... I was curious because last night we were watching Monday Night Football, and there was, like, on TV. So I asked because, like, you know, like watching and that changes right like how does how does that get logged like i mean like let's say somebody was watching last night and so if you didn't know it was live yes for the audience that's listening james is talking about last night on the nfl damar hamlin buffalo bills 24 year old safety um actually starting for somebody else who was injured um Super routine, nothing crazy, not a helmet to helmet, not a picked up slam down, not a broken bone thing. Literally a routine tackle, a tackle that happens. I've watched football my entire life, never seen anything like this. And then out of nowhere, he makes the tackle, stands up, and then just out like a light. And I think watching it, it was one of those things where it was like you see people get hurt on the field. I remember uh, Drew Bledsoe trying to run out of bounds and gets demolished. And it was just sputtered right, good hit, great hit, right? But he he was still, like, functional. He was alive. Last night kind of felt like, is this dude dead? Or, yeah. like, I mean, it felt like, did we just... Died, didn't he, on the field? No. They, no, they... Back the well, I mean, his heart stopped because of the thing. I, at, least from, at least from what's uh, been put out there so far, I guess, yeah. But then I think they brought him back life and now... And currently, right now, we think he might be stable yeah. from recent... But yeah, so what you're saying is like as a as a as a viewer, TV as a viewer, or yeah. or even like I think about like the that was my thing because I, I knew it was something was really weird when we're watching, and then like the way that the Buffalo Bills players were like freaking out yeah. and crying, you know, these big tough burly, I'm an offensive lineman, you know, these big dudes are like all out there crying, and some of them sitting on the bench looking like. Is yeah. this something I want to continue to do? I'm, I was my, did my buddy just die out here tonight? You know, it's really... So, to put it frankly... It's trippy. Witnessing a death can be traumatic and can turn into lead to PTSD. doesn't mean it will. You think it might um, develop into... I, I was kind of curious watching last night. Like, wow, could that develop into, like, an anxiety disorder for, like, some of these football players that were there that night? You know what I mean? Like, just think about it. Like, very routine tackle, nothing crazy. Because then they're thinking, this could happen to me. Yes. Like, I I couldn't imagine, like, yeah, like, going in to make a tackle. I wonder if we see some, like, weird stuff there in terms of just, at least, you know, obviously. tackle and play to the performance that they're supposed to? Yeah. Are they going to pull back some of their, their tackles because they're scared? You know, am I going to kill someone, or am I going to get killed? Well, that was, and that was the other side of it. That was kind of interesting. Is the it was like a tight end that caught the pass and then ran into him, mm-hmm. and even that guy was like super emotional yeah, and stuff because he guilty. thought he just killed somebody. Yeah. So I don't know. It's uh, it's going to send shockwaves, I think, across all the NFL and the nation. You know, and you know, it's it's good conversations for people to have. 
you know, to when they do see these things and when they see these things to talk about it, you know, to family, friends, and, and their process of it. You feel like that helps? I mean, yeah. like like everybody kind of have an open dialogue and talking yeah, about it. because it was it. a collective witness, like, that, like 9-11. I would say that was the was weird. was a collective witness. And so by just shutting down and, and not talking to anybody, that whenever there's a, co- a collective traumatic event, uh-huh. then there really needs to be collective healing. Okay. So in other words, it's, I think, good for news agencies, NFL. I would say that was probably the weirdest thing because it had happened, the way it happened, it's obviously live. You could even tell the anchors were kind of like, what are we supposed to, because you're talking about five minutes of CPR, a couple minutes of commercials, come back to the game, still have more CPR. Now there's an ambulance out there. And obviously the announcers are kind of like, what? They were like shell shocked. They just what? didn't know what to talk. Didn't about. Didn't know what to talk about. And then it was. So and then kept saying, "I'm not going to speculate on his like status right now." Which was now, smart, but we're just you know. For him. But then they didn't have anything else to talk about. But so I don't, we I, need answers. But like I just you, you witnessed that death. You you have concerns. You relate it to yourself. Oh, he was young or family members. So then you're able to to look at that and and and. We need answers from news agencies and, and reports. So it needs to be an ongoing story. I wonder, and I wonder what that is. I mean, because obviously, you know, they, they're they obviously business, so they're not going to speculate anything. They're not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have said some things <laughs> since this happened on other shows, like I was watching kind of recaps this morning. Almost like conspiracy theorists. Um, not conspiracy theorists. People who work for, like, Players Union who are basically going, like, well, I know the general public doesn't care about us as football players um, because this happened back in – and he was talking about a teammate he played with and they he got hit real hard in the game. Everything was fine, went home, died. Yeah. And so, like, there were, like – the he was, like, bringing up these guys. I was like, oh, snap. Anyways, I do find it kind of – I mean, that's, that's neat that you say that. I mean, like, to be able to talk about it because there was obviously – even every show today was kind of like, what are we – there's no way we can talk about football. This this young man's like in the hospital about yeah. to die. But then it's like, it was also really awkward because then it's like, well, then what do we talk like? Because the, too afraid to talk about it or obviously never had experience talking about it. But it's, why is that? Why is that our, you know, when we, well, when common. we deal with trauma or we well, deal like with you death. Said, this is the first time you've ever witnessed something like that. So how do we talk about it when we never experienced it? So, but I mean, we but we've all dealt with death before in some form or facet. And this, and this is so a then, because you're witnessing something, and you did you turn on the NFL to to witness a death? No, no, you turned it on to have entertainment. Yes, to be entertained. So you were kind of hoodwinked. You were kind of psychologically um, surprised. Yeah, you know, by and not just by something. But pleasant. even but even in normal day, even in normal death, people have pass away, and then death? they don't. Have you ever witnessed a death in your whole life? Yes. How many have you witnessed? Enough. I was no. Have you ever witnessed a death? Yes. How many? Enough. <laughs> You're talking about on video? No, in like real in life. In real life. Yeah. Um there's a motorcycle wreck, and then obviously we had a, a, a client pass away in one of our programs, and so that was so, I don't know. I mean, the one was the one was when I was younger. So I was just like, "Oh, it was crazy." Yeah. But, but see, even just talking about that, it's kind of like, okay, what do I talk about, and and how do I bring it up? And what do you? Oh, I can tell you all about it. Do you want to hear about it? 
Well, does your work want you to share all about it? Oh, no, 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 no. Not about that one. I can't talk about that one. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, well, but, I mean, I, I, I'm asking more, is, like, body-wise. What is it in our body or in our mind that tells us, like, oh, don't talk about this? Or is it just shock or, huh? The unknown, shock, surprise. Uh, it's not knowing what response. to say. Like, yeah. that feeling, because I, I remember feeling that a little bit last night, too, like, we were watching, but I was also, like, there wasn't much talking going on what's at my your house. Favorite, what's your favorite, um, well, yeah, because you're processing, you're trying to think, understand what's going on, because like you just said. Like, that guy at just died? At first, you thought he just got tackled. At first, maybe he's unconscious. At first, now, oh, now they're doing CPR. So you're you're watching it unfold. So, of course, you're quiet because you're just, you're trying to learn, you're observing. When you're being surprised with something, surprise in the brain has the mechanism to learn new things. You You don't really learn new things unless you're surprised. So having that element of surprise, you're processing, you're gaining information, you're gaining data, what's going on to try to conclude and make sense of everything. Uh-huh. So, so initially, not talking is, is typical. Later on, not, talk, not talking might be because, well, I don't know much about the information. Um, we don't talk about those things. It can be many different things. Okay. So, um, so I think now, though, talking about it is good. So, well... Like I said, that Kelsey, was you're quiet. Yeah, I'm I was thing. <laughs> did we all? Did we all cover? We all talked about something traumatic. Man, tonight has just been doom and gloom, huh? It really yeah. has. Well, it's topic yeah. of death. Yeah, it yeah, so. was a rough one. Do you believe in heaven or hell? Yes. Dave, I'm a better Christian than you, of course. Of course, no, I'm just kidding. Yes, I believe in heaven. Okay, some Christians believe that, and some people, lots of people believe that um, no one goes to hell. That there is a heaven and a hell, but no humans go to hell. Uh-huh. And that, because there's no way a loving God could ever, quote, send people to hell. So what do you quote. believe, Dave? Well, that's why I'm bringing that up. What so do you what guys do you, believe? No, I asked you first. Because you want to copy me, because I'm the number one Christian. No. You're the second. <laughs> well, we'll actually see. I'm sure he'll provide a second place Christian answer. Probably one of those. That's why the first place Christian has to see what the second place Christian answers. Say. <laughs> so, okay, say the question one more time. Do you believe Imagine. that people go to hell? Yes. And so my question was, why do you think that some people and Christians believe that God would never send people to hell? Because they don't be reading their Bible correctly. <laughs> Why do you say it like you crip Mac? <laughs> she said it like she was in preschool, in like a Sunday school. Because <laughs> people don't read their Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, little Miss Wilkerson. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's my slave. You know, well, then there's also like universalists, but there's just a lot of people that believe that, you know, whatever your heaven is, is your heaven. You know, or that all people go to heaven. Um, you know, and what do you so, believe, Dave? I do believe that there is a heaven and a hell, and okay. I do believe Who goes to that um, God does not send people to hell. Um, that if people do not want a relationship with, oh, uh, like they send themselves, then then they're kind <laughs> of choosing with natural kind of where they're wanting to go. Mm. But that is a very general, broad statement that I made. You know, and just. I could spend three hours on theology and doctrine, and I'm not going to bore you guys with uh, that. But I basically, who farted? Because uh, somebody's digging up this room. Um, but. <laughs> not me. 
Indy. It might have been cover Indy. For me, girl. She's like, is it you, the listener? Did you just fart in your car? <laughs> no, and Dave's just now smelling it. Good night. Um, well, it's like she's like, uh, what's it called? Blanketing. She's like perfuming. She's like she's out of breath. She can't even breathe for she's her own shooting gas. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, you know, then there's the topic of you know, there's somebody Ooh, who I never heard about. Too. Yeah, it might have been her. I think it would be. Do people who never heard about Jesus do they go to hell? You know, do people with intellectual disabilities do they go to hell? Um, you know, there's a lot right. of caveats. There's a right. lot of babies debate. Yeah. That's the way you go. Yeah. So you know, ultimately, I'm not God. Talk to your pastor so I don't about say it. Say who goes every hell. You can talk to your pastor about it. Yeah. I was curious what you believe, James. I believe there's heaven. Do what about hell? You don't believe in hell. There's no hell. I didn't say that. You, oh, you shook your, your head, head no. no. Huh? No, I had a thing in my uh-huh. ear. Oh. No, I don't believe in hell. You don't believe in hell at all? No. Mm. So we're saying... Huh? We're saying... He's... Satan. Satan. He's in hell, I guess. I don't know. Oh. So then you do believe there's a hell. So where's Ted Bundy? I guess probably heaven. Charles Manson. So. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> with Michael Jackson and Elvis <laughs> and Whitney Houston but alright well thank you guys for joining our session today and we're, we're just gonna end like that yeah. just diss me like, and then hey do you believe in heaven and hell alright goodbye <laughs> yeah what is that that the Truman show bye says? bye uh, yeah. good night good luck and what does he say? What's the show? Uh, it's you're loved, you're cared for. No, on the movie, awesome. the Truman Show, where he says, oh. and I can't say that, see you tomorrow. Something. Good night, good luck, and something. Golly gee, um, Mr. Whippaker. Not East Ventura, but what's yeah, his name? Yeah, it's Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. It's, it's called The Truman Show. I think of Jim Carrey's movie, It's a B-A-U to Old Day, <laughs> where he's the newscaster for... Oh, um, that's... Um, Evan Almighty. Yes. Uh, yeah, Evan Al- or Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Sorry, there's two of them. Anyway, I don't have any Okay. I've completely lost. We're basically coming up on 50 Well, we hope you guys don't die. You're pulling into your driveway. You've been sitting in your car for five minutes, avoiding your family. Get inside. (laughs) Um, All right. And remember, you are loved. You are cared for. And you are awesome. Have a blessed day. Yay. My My Therapist therapist Friends. (laughs) This has been another episode of My Therapist Friend with James Laramore. Kelsey Laramore. David Wormuth. If you're interested in finding out more information, look us up on facebook.com slash mtfdnj. Thanks and have a great day.